from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. I'd like to welcome back friend of the podcast, Coach Ken George, assistant men's basketball coach at Hope College and decades of coaching experience, very successful when he was at Forest Hills Central in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Uh, Coach, thanks for coming back on the podcast and talking to our coaches about how we can practice like we lost and other things make us a better coach. (laughs) I hope so. Just fired up to talk hoops with you again and listen to all your stuff. And I just appreciate the opportunity, Coach. Well, it's good to have you have you on here. And as we were talking before, you wear many hats, right? Husband, father, right? You're doing some training. You're a speaker and clinician. You've also written some books and you have a chapter in one of your books talking about the practice like we lost mentality. So before I even dug into it, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm intrigued already just based on the the title chapter. What comes to mind? And, and again, to our to our listeners, Coach George, man, coaching basically his whole life, right? Former college athlete at LBN, correct, Coach? Yep, yep. Right? And then, you know, got into coaching very quickly right after right after that. So a lot of experience coming in with his his message today. What comes to mind when you hear, you know, practice like we lost? Yeah, you know, I just – I think I think first about just how uh, emotional the game is, of basketball is. It is just a – you know, I mean, there's so many X's and O's. There's so many ta- talent, all those other kinds of things. But – and, and I would say a lot of sports for sure, but I just feel like basketball is such an emotional sport that the coach, the coach's approach, the player's approach, the togetherness or the lack of togetherness, all the things that make up that emotional approach of the players going into the game um, might have even more to do with winning and losing than some of the X's and O's and all the other things that go on. And I think the, the management of the emotional state of a team is just so critical uh and and you know that and coaches know that that's no mystery but I think I think so often we get we get so x's and o'd out you know we got to run this set we and and I do too without a doubt but but then you maybe forget about how is how are your players feeling at that time what do they need from you at that time what does your whole program need from you at that time and and really what do you need from your assistant so um you know so so often in all sports, I think teams coming off a loss seem to have an edge, seem to be more focused, seem to be more hung or whatever. And that I think that's really what comes to mind. Like, wait a minute, really? Like, like, so coming off a loss, you've, you, you're, you've adjusted things or you're more focused. And, um, and I guess in my brain, I thought, you know, my last several years of coaching, I, I want to, I, we need to be, we need to be that way. I, I don't care if we lost or won or what, but we need to have that edge. So that's really, I think what comes to mind first is just managing the emotional aspect of your team and how are they feeling and what do they need? So I'm going to read off a couple of things that you wrote in the book, and I just want you to take a deeper you know, dive in, into it. So uh, this is the practice like we lost mentality on display. However, it's the type of approach your team needs to take after victories too. It is your job as the coach to avoid the complacency and satisfaction that comes after a win. Then you say a few more sentences and then you finish the paragraph with the best coaches are consistent in their approach. Individual wins and losses do little to change the big picture. The best coaches know this. 
Uh, can you comment on that and give us, you know, an example in your coaching time? Yeah. You know, and it's impossible. It, it is impossible for us to not react to wins and losses and have, have a, have some satisfaction after wins. My gosh, you know, I think the whole chapter starts, if I remember coach with, with winning is hard. I think that might be what I wrote right at the start is, is winning is hard. I mean, it's hard. And, and as much as we put into it, as much as we, you know, everything we do to try to, to try to get those wins, it's that you, you have to enjoy it and you have to feel some satisfaction when you get a win. I, I really feel like so often with me, when we got a win, it was, it was relief, which, which is the worst. Like my last three to four years, I was like, I am done with relief like that. Like I bust my butt so hard and so do my players and so do my coaches and shoot. So does my wife to try to have the, you know, and then you win and all you feel is like, who do we play next? And, and I, I just got, I've got better at that in the last four to five years of feeling like, like, no, like, like enjoy the win for at least, at least the night, my God, go to bed happy. And then, um, yeah. And then the next day, you know, understanding that naturally 16 year olds, 17 year olds, 22 year olds, shoot 55 year olds, you're going to feel less edgy, a little bit less. What do we got to do to win the next game? A little bit less, you know, all of those, all of those things because you won. It is a, it is an absolute natural reaction. And, you know, we, I mean, shoot, I've won some games, but I've lost hundreds as well. And you know how you feel when you go to bed uh, and when you wake up that you're like, you're just edgy and you're just, what are we going to do? And, um, and I really started to challenge myself late in my coaching career that, that the win or the loss, the next day at practice, I need to be who I am and I need to be every day you know, consistent with my approach with my team, their emotional situation, my emotional situation. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I could, I, I could keep going. I, I kind of want to ask another question, but like, it makes me think about the number of times that, so as a teacher in high school right now, I, I interact with a ton of high school athletes and the number of times I have athletes in class that come in and, and they say, you know, over the years uh, that have said, Oh, rough loss last night. Oh, today's practice is going to be terrible. We're going to run so much. And I, I like that. I, I don't, I don't get that. Like I struggle with that because it, it makes it, it makes it sound like, well, well, we weren't practicing very hard before. You know, we were doing pretty well before, but we lost. Oh gosh. Now we're, you know, now we're going to really pick it up and, uh, and, and what are you waiting on? if it takes that loss to make you have that approach. Man, you're preaching to the choir on, on this one. I, I think one of my biggest regrets as a basketball player was not enjoying it more, the experience, because of what you you talked about. You get all these wins. You have all, all these great moments, but you win the game and you're just like, next, mm-hmm. next, ready for the next game. Instead of taking the time to – you know, just cherish that moment. And, um, you know, that's something that if I could go back in time, I, I, I would definitely have enjoyed those experiences more. And, and thankfully they're, they're still memories. So I'm able to, you know, look back and reflect on them positively now, but I would have done a little more in the moment. Um, and the second thing that you said was, you know, the way that you broke it down, I'd just say, detach yourself from the outcome, right? Win, loss, can we be detached from that? 
and instead hold ourselves to the standards of Hope College men's basketball or, you know, Forest Hills Ranger basketball, right? What, what, what does that, what does that look like? Well, those are the standards that we're going to have regardless of the outcome of the game and say, how are we going to continue to improve moving forward is, is a much more successful mentality that we have. And, and you're right. You, you started out the chapter with winning is hard. The other team's trying to win too, right? <laughs> They're trying to kick your butt too, right? And only, only one team's going to come out on top. It's important for us to keep, keep that in mind. What are some ways that we can go about creating this mentality and get away from some of the examples you just talked about? Oh man, we lost. It's going to be a tough practice today. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, you know, I keep looking back to my last year as a coach here when we, we lost our first couple of games, then we won 18 in a row and, and we were good. Um, and we, you know, we, sometimes I feel like there are secrets between coaches and, and players, uh, like things coaches that talk, talk about and things players talk about. And that year, um, partly I think because my kid was a senior, partly because I knew it was my last year, I was really open with the team exactly about how we felt as coaches and what we were doing. And we, I mean, we talked about it constantly. We talked about that. Okay. We've won five in a row. Great. You know, like, are are we, is that what we wanted to do was win five in a row? Was that, or no, that's not what we're trying to do. Okay. And and I'd have people in the middle of that year. So let's say we win 10 in a row. And then I have people come up, other coaches in the building or anyone would be like, Hey, time for probably time for a really good loss. Isn't it? Like, you, you know, you guys need a loss to make sure you're sharp. And I would go to my team and I would say, listen, this is what people are saying right now. You know, we've won 12 in a row and people are telling me we need to lose so we can like get edgy again. And, and I was like, we're, we're not doing it. Like, I, like, we're just not doing it. so today, you know, and I would, I, I would put us in the setting. We, our, our second loss of the year was just a brutal loss. And the feeling in the locker room afterwards was unbelievable all season that, that year, I would talk about that moment. Do you remember how you felt after that loss? You know you did, what you felt like. So feel it right now. Put yourself back there. Feel it, okay? We stop. Feel it, okay? Let's not go there. And we're not gonna we're not gonna have a bad game to try to be able to get back together and say, oh yeah, we now we know we we really stopped guarding the ball hard and we really stopped moving the ball. But that reminds me. Now we'll focus on that. So you know the whole idea of a good loss. Just don't buy it. I mean, I really don't buy it. And we talked outwardly about it with the team that today we're going to practice like we lost. Pretend we lost yesterday. Like really seriously, did what if we lost yesterday? How would today be? And the guys would be like, oh, we would be so. I said, well, then we are. Let's let's go. And, you know, we won 18 in a row. And, and I think part of it, because we're really good, part of it also just the idea that we didn't need a loss somewhere in there uh, to refocus us. In to go to your point, there's times where you're going to win a game and you probably finish it and feel like you should have lost. Yeah. And there's times where you're like, you know what? We we played really, really well and we still lost this game. So, mm-hmm. again, being able to you know, detach from that outcome. And, but point. you're going back to like, this is Ranger basketball. This is how we we play. Win, lose, 18 straight wins. Or, you know, we got our first win after a couple of really tough losses in the beginning of the season is a great mentality uh, for, for us to be able to, to have. Because I'm sure there were some games out of that 18-game winning streak where you're like, oh, we didn't really play that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just better than the competition, so we won mm-hmm. we won yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. so that's, that's huge to have as well. At the end of your chapter, you talked about 
you know, avoiding the dramatic ups and downs of a mood wins, loss. And let's be honest, everybody has things going on before we hit record. You know, we were talking about everybody's busy, busy yeah. may look different to each yeah. individual person, but we're all busy. How have you found, you know, balancing teaching, coaching, uh, training, husband, father, all these different things. And then when you go to practice, you know, those same things are going on with, mm -hmm. with your players. They mm -hmm. got a ton of different, different things and relationship dynamics. How are you able to balance like this togetherness, this ability to get players to focus and continue to play hard on top of the fact that, Hey, it's a long basketball season and we may have a big game coming up. We may have just come back from a tough loss, all the other things that go into play. Yeah. Um, you know, I think right now at hope, you know, coach Mitchell is incredible. And I think, and our staff is really incredible right now. So, you know, I'll, I'll teach all day here and I got about a 45 minute drive to practice every day once we get started. And um, I like that drive, first of all, a little time to, to okay, how teaching go, what poetry do we cover today? What essays do I have to grade? Okay, now I, I get to the place. But I'm so fired up to see that that staff and those guys when I walk into that building. And I really think a lot of it is the camaraderie of the coaches. Um, it's just a really great staff who has a lot of the same goals and where we're headed. And I would say the relationships that um, that have been built from coach to coach and coach to player and player to player, there's a culture there right now that you can't help it. Like you walk in and you can't help but but be excited to be there and and you know want to and you just you know you kind of get in. Um, what's that? What's the flow? I've read a book on that. Like you get into your flow uh, and yeah, walk in and and it's just two hours of of just being with my friends. Uh, you know, those, those coaches are great people. And, and, uh, and I think it's a great outlet for me, you know, to, to stop thinking about the essays and all those other things. And then you're right. Every player out there, he's got an essay due tomorrow. He's got a presentation next week. He's having girlfriend problems. He, you know, the, there is stuff, but I think, you know, the coaches at hope do a really great job of, um, of being consistent and making every day uh, an, ex an exciting practice, uh, a, a disciplined practice, um, active practice where that then all of a sudden it's over and and guys have been in that in that flow for that whole time that's great stuff the the second step that you talked about in this chapter was that combination of being able to celebrate the wins which we talked about already but still coming back to practice the next day with that aggressive aggressive intense approach that as we've talked about many coaches may apply to only coming after a specific loss there's some balance there, right? We've touched on a little bit. How were you able to communicate that with your team as far as being able to enjoy those wins and still getting after every single practice? Yeah, really tried to be human, you know, and, and really tried to laugh and practice and really tried to, you know, be ourselves as a staff and practice. I think that's really important. I, I also would say I think that we we leveled off the, the whole year. And I, again, I think Coach Mitch does a great job with this at Hope, and so does the staff. We really leveled off the whole year of of every practice is a really important practice and every game is a really important game. You know, I think sometimes coaches and players, players more, get caught up in the big game and the and the other game. You know, oh, we've got this in, in a couple of games, we got the big rivalry, and then we're going on the road to da-da-da-da-da. And, and um as a staff, we built up, and I made it a real point with my when I was the high school coach here. Um to build up those, you know, other games because the guys would be naturally fired up for the 
the huge home Friday night against our rival. Like they didn't need me to get them jacked up for that game. But if we have a Tuesday night on the road, we're going to have six fans there playing a team that's not as good as us, um, you know, in the middle of the week and longer, all of those kinds of things. We would build those up so much that they they felt like the big game. Through through what you know, as coaches, you know, you use whatever you can freaking use to to make it important. But we started calling them Ranger Ball road trips. Um, right now at Hope, you know those those road trips where we take you know long drives to to whatever game. We build those up as just as important, just like every practice is just as important. Doesn't matter if you lost or won or who you're playing. Just a real real consistent approach, regardless of how you're feeling. So you remind me of. Uh, so I coached one year, eighth grade basketball, and we had a really good team. One kid went on to play basketball at Central Michigan. We, we had we had a, a good group of eighth graders. They continued to be really good when they went up to, to high school. So I, I was spoiled with my one year, eighth grade coaching <laughs> basketball. And um, we're, we just beat a team that was really good. And the next game, we're playing one of the worst teams in, in our league. And I can see the, the guys in the layup mm-hmm. line a little – little too loose than I would like right <laughs> and so so I, I stopped the warm up and I bring them over to the bench and I look at them and I'm like guys you realize they're laughing at you right now I'm watching while you guys are warming up they're going through the layup lines when they come back they're pointing at you they're snickering to each other they're making fun of you they don't think you guys are going to win they don't think you can beat them right and then just to watch like everybody's eyes literally mm-hmm. change you know that yeah. you know, it's like that yep. right all of a sudden they went from like loose free will to, Oh, I'm pissed. Yeah. And then we just like from, from the jump, it was like, boom, these guys were, were <laughs> locked in uh, just little, little things. Like you that when it's like home game, we're playing the worst team in the league. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you just got to use whatever tricks you have at your disposal to make things. <laughs> yes. Make things work. I'm sure do. you've done some of that. <laughs> yes, indeed. We do. What are some of the, words that you would uh, recommend not to use for coaches when it comes to, Hey, that next practice, some of the the things that maybe you've said, or I've said you've heard said after coaches will lose and have a rough loss. Yeah. You know, so that's a tough question. I, I, I just think it's, I don't know if it's specific words as it is just the approach, you know? Um, I mean, we've been on teams. I'm sure you've been on teams coach when you, you're in the gym and here the coach walks in practices starting and you look at them and you're like, Oh crap. Coach had a bad day. <laughs> coach had a bad something. And that, that coach is just different from the start and, and just, and, and we can't all be perfect. And by no means am I saying as 100% consistent day to day, whatever, whatever. But I, I think it really is just that overall approach coach that it's that, that you are who you are, um, that you understand emotionally where your team is. And that you um, that you're consistent day to day with your expectations, what you allow, what you don't allow, um, and that you're human with them. You know mm-hmm. that you're that you're human and and understand that they might be feeling a little bit better because they just got a big win and you might have to rip into them a little bit, or that they're yeah. feeling pretty rough because they just had a loss and you might have to build them up a little bit. But um, yeah, I, th- I just think it's that understanding of the emotional situation for that mm-hmm. team at that time. No, I think that's, I mean, that's definitely where, where it starts and where it's key. And I wanted to share uh, a few of the words that you put, um, you recommend coaches avoid saying, we have to practice harder now. Yeah. 
tomorrow's going to be an extra tough practice. Bring your running shoes tomorrow. Right. I think I've heard I've heard a, a similar one to to, to that uh, a time here or there. Um, those are some, some things that, you know, maybe there's a better way to to go about it. Uh, that's that's for sure. Oh, it makes me laugh thinking about stuff like that, because we've all been there and we've all been on both sides of on that. Both sides of it, right? Yeah. No basketballs tomorrow. Like, oh, OK, that's that's going to be yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's going to be a fun track. practice. <laughs> that should be a good one. <laughs> Coach, talk a little bit about. This was great. I think we could talk about that subject and take a deep dive into it. But I want to touch on one more um, message that you brought up to me as we were emailing back and forth and just being a part of history, being a part of uh, the culture at a program and what that can mean to an individual or a team as a whole. What comes to mind and how have you been able to incorporate that message with different teams that you've had? Yeah, so that's mentality number two in my book. And um you know, I, I keep I keep looking at both of the coaching situations I've had right now at Hope, and then my my career here for 25 years at at Forest Hill Central, and and I think the history, you know, when I took over Forest Hill Central, there there wasn't I couldn't even find old stats really. Like I mean, there there had been some good players and you know some whatever, but just there wasn't a a real consistent hold on what had happened from. 1970 to 1990 um there were a couple banners in the gym for a couple districts but you, who were the great players who what were the records all those kinds of things and so really from day one when I took over um it, it was a little bit funny the first few years but I would hold an alumni game right away and I know a ton of coaches do that and I started a record book right away and, and that record book for a couple of years is you know like most steals in the game hey three by Johnny nice work Johnny um but you know after after seven to ten years there's records that are actual records or whatever so um so I you know once we got going a little bit or once I got going here and knew I would be here for a long time um there are so many parts of that coach that that I just kept talking about the history of the program and then the last 10 years after we had about a 10-year run where we just were really really good and had great players for a long time it was really easy to talk about, you know, the, the people before me. And I named drills after former players. And we had awards at the banquet named after former players. And, and the record book was passed out at every banquet and it was sitting on every table and everyone could leaf through it. And there was such a feeling of what came before and our responsibility to what came before. And um, yeah, it, it was, it was really important. And certainly at hope, I mean, my gosh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a history there that is phenomenal. And, and coach Mitch does an incredible job. He, you know, he, he brought in what he called in the Redwoods. Um, and, and I know you've been in and bring in the pillars of the program to talk to current guys. And, and I think coaches are really missing the boat. If you don't, if you don't talk about the past and some responsibility to the past, and I would even say some challenges to, to be better than the past, to break some records. And, and, uh, and we talked about that, you know, a lot of times preseason, we would make a little list of eight to 10 records that were like, Hey, let's get this least, you know, least points allowed in the season average. Like, like we can do that. What is it? Oh, that's 12 years ago. It was whatever number and we can break that. So whole, a lot of little parts to it. Um, you know, the, the banquet and the drills and the, and the awards and the record book and all of that, the alumni game, but but certainly right now at Hope, there is a real awareness of, of what came before us. And certainly the last 10 to 15 years of my, my coaching here at high school, um, there was a lot of talk about what came before us and, and, and what we owe. And, you know, we, I, I talked about in the book one time here, and, and certainly at Hope it happens, one time 
here, I put signs up in the locker room before one of our semi not big games of all the people that still come to games, the, all the parents and all the, and I just, people that we just knew were pillars of Ranger ball and that kept coming back. And the guys, I, they went out for warmups and I had a, someone put them up while they were gone. They went back to the locker room and all of a sudden there's a hundred signs on the wall with names of all the people from the past that still come because they're of their love for Ranger ball. And um, that was a great pregame. Uh, the guys were like, wow, like there's a lot here and a lot that we owe to the people that come to watch us play. You know, just a great, just a great message. I mean, I think that as coaches, you want to, you know, be mindful of the history, your players mindful of the history and, and try to make your, make your own. And that's a great way to to do it. And how you've been able to keep players involved over past years, you mentioned coach Mitch continuing to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I go back and then get the chance to chop it up with, you know, at the elite camp and, and chat with some of the the current players who are coaching. That's always uh, an awesome time. And, um, you know, to be able to continue to do that, I think, is is a huge part of continuing a culture and not just to have an individual team, and that's the team. And then their next year, mm-hmm. there's an individual team, and, and that's the team. There's a togetherness and a community factor that's built. So many good nuggets that you rattled off right here. The naming after the drill. I need to start doing that, especially with my – I got a million drills, and I'm terrible at naming them, right? Some <laughs> drills I'll get from somebody else. Yeah. Some drills I'll yeah. tweak or some I'll make up myself. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. This is the line race drill. Like, I don't have, like, I'm just going to start naming them after, you know, different players that we've trained. That's, yeah. um, that's, that's perfect. Um, talk about with, when it comes to building like history and culture, what are some of the roles that your assistant coaches have played in, you know, teaching that to your current players? Is that like your varsity staff? Is that all the way through the, the youth program? You know, how have you done that? I'm, I guess I'm speaking more to your time with with the Rangers. Uh, for yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a thing that that all of our coaches know. And we had so many coaches uh, that were former players, you know, which was which is mm, I love phenomenal. that when you have a JV coach and a freshman coach who, yeah. who were part of the program. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like the freshman coach at a high school is in so many ways, mo- maybe the most vital coach in the whole program. Mm. And that experience is sometimes the most vital experience to teach the culture and to teach, you know, and certainly you do some things at the youth programs, but until they really walk into the high school, you know, you can only do what you can do. And um, I had freshman coaches over the years that were former players that, that from day one would, would talk about Ranger ball. And that was our, that was our term for our program and, and would, uh, would explain what it was built on and the pillars that we were built on and would wear the gear, uh, and would talk about the times and would point at the records on the wall. And so I, I really think as a coaching staff, we just made it a thing. It was really, really important. Um, we, uh, I made it important with the parents as well. Talked with the parents a lot. You know, I'd, I'd have a kid and then I've had another kid four years later that was from the same family. And, and those parents would be involved all those years, even when their, their sons weren't on the team and, and they would still come watch games. So it was just, it was just one of our pillars and the coaches talked about it and and we used names um, from, you know, the first time they walked in the freshman practice, they would run the KC drill uh, named after Kyle Carhart. It's about taking charges. He he teaches right there right now, by the way. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, he was an incredible charge taker and the drills named after him and they'd learned that the very first day and then they'd have him in history class. And it's uh yeah, it just, you know, it's just something that we, we just made it a point as a full staff to do that. 
tell Coach Carhart I said hello because I had a good time playing with him for uh on for the Holland Blast yeah. back back in the day. Uh, a yeah. little little uh, time in West West Michigan playing with him. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, he was could, he could hoop a little bit. He could hoop yes a yes bit. he could yes he could. He was a great teammate too. Yeah. Um. So coaches, we there's a couple of things I want to touch on. We're going off of two chapters in in Coach George's book. So he's been kind enough to send me some of those books. We're going to give two free ones away. So all you have to do if you listen to this podcast, shoot me an email, send me a message on Twitter, contact at currentbasketball.com. First two people to send me a message, I'll send you Coach George's book for free. Now, Coach George does a tremendous job teaching the game. He's organizing some of the best clinics that I've had the chance to attend or speak at, and he's expanded this year. So, Coach, you host uh, Hoop Smart Coaches Academy. You've expanded locations. You have one in um, Grand Rapids. You have one in Charlevoix. And uh, there's a strong connection of Coach's Edge members as well. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, like this is pretty cool. I mean, Coach Troshak, who's hosting and speaking in Charlevoix. Uh, coach Campbell, who's speaking on defense. Heck of a defensive coach. Uh, coach, um, well, you have Coach Donovan from Frankenmuth, Coach's Edge member. Coach Mitchell, Coach's Edge member. Coach Riley, I don't know if he's speaking this year. I know he's done some. Yeah, he's yeah. Coach's Edge. I mean, there's like – there's like at least five different coaches that kind of you're connected to and I'm connected to with, yeah. the, you know, the different things really complementing each other. And so I wanted to give you a chance and, and I'm speaking this year at one of your, your clinics as well. Talk about what you have going on, the, the dates and, and uh, just how exciting that is to expand. I'm sure. Yeah. Huge thanks to you and to the coaches edge listeners and, and all the people that are associated with you, because it, it is a, a big part of the clinic you have been and, and your people have been. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, so I, I think it's an incredible list of speakers. I, if you go to KenGeorgeBasketball.com, we have two clinics. And, and if you look at the list of speakers and you look at what they're talking about, I don't know how how you couldn't go. And it's um, I just I, I just think it's an incredible opportunity for coaches to go and and get their brain wrapped around their season, listen to some real uh, you know veteran coaches. Um, so the dates are Sunday, October 15th. That's in Charlevoix. Um, we have Olivet College, uh, University of Olivet, Coach Hargraves bringing his team up to demonstrate all day. Coach Niall Finney from um, Kirtland Community College is bringing his team up there. Coach Hedinga is coming down to talk um, from Lake State and just, you know, Coach Troshak and you. I mean, it's an incredible lineup. Um, Sunday, October 15th at Charlevoix High School. Two gyms going at the same time. Two speakers going at the same time. College teams demonstrating. Uh, should be an awesome clinic. Uh, breakdown uh, classroom sessions after lunch. And then the Grand Rapids one again, I think it's year five, maybe year six. I lose track because of COVID um, at Northview High School on Sunday, October 29th. Um, we have the Hope College men and the Calvin um, College women as the two demonstrating teams. You know, Coach Mitchell, Coach Christner will be there because of that. Jared Wallace from uh, from Grand Valley, uh, Coach Taylor from Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, I mean, just an incredible list of uh, I could name them all, but I won't. But we have an official coming in to talk about dealing with officials, which is always yeah. fun to watch coaches listen to that and <laughs> ask questions about that. So uh, I don't know, Coach, I, I'm biased. I, I think that they are just really useful clinics and um and hopefully there's one within an hour of where your people live you know we have one up in Charlevoix now and one in Grand Rapids so would love to uh you know have people sign up and come we've had about 300 people in Grand Rapids for five straight years and I'm hoping we can duplicate that in Charlevoix yeah so I mean and into a little added detail so two gyms going at the same time so you look at the roster and the speakers you know maybe one coach is talking about running a one three one zone defense and a coach in another gym is presenting at the same time 
on their favorite five favorite drills, right? Well, if you don't run a one through one defense, you just go to the other gym and, and you check out the five favorite shooting drills. And so you're really able to pick and choose which session to attend. And then, as you mentioned, there's a lot of coaches doing a ton of coaches doing a breakdown uh, classroom session as well uh, after lunch. And, and so what are a couple of the topics that you're excited to hear about, whether that's the one in, in Northern Michigan and Charlevoix or the one in Grand Rapids? Yeah, well, you know, I love listening to you, first of all. So, so having <laughs> well, you got to say that, you're there, on the pod. Yeah, I, I'm really that. that one doesn't count. Yeah, I'm really fired up about the Charlevoix one just because there are some coaches that I don't know that well that, have, you know, the, all the coaches that have volunteered to do it, it's it's phenomenal. We have Grand Rapids coaches driving up to Charlevoix. Coach Dennis from Otsego, who is just really, really good, is going to talk specifically about his force baseline pressure defense. I love that. Uh, Coach Troshak, you know, I, I think one of the things that's great about the clinic is you, you know, we, we choose topics to try to give you a wide variety, like you just said, you know, something yep. one gym you don't want to hear. And, and we've all sat through hour and a half presentations of stuff that we would never do right. because there's no other option. So there's always an option. But Coach Troshak going to talk about attacking zones. And I, and I think that's something that I mean, that's not a typical clinic topic where right. everything is all about man to man stuff and drills or whatever. But how yeah. do you attack a zone? So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Coach Flynn has a really, really unique, unique topic up there from Harbor Springs. Um, the FIBA three on three rules, mm -hmm. concepts and philosophies and how to use them in five on five. And I, I I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'm going to watch that and, and yep. check that out. So um, and then Coach Mitchell's coming up there as well. And, and so just some really well-known coaches up in that you know, in Northern Michigan, they're going to present some great stuff. So I'll be wandering from gym to gym. Um, I'll do an early bird session, then I'll shut up and just uh, walk around and watch and learn. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super, I'm super excited for it. Coach Troshak is like three hours of content on that subject on our website, Coach's Edge. And so his presentation, I can promise you, is going to be amazing. His only problem is how does he, how does he pick like the three hours of the course he put together on our website? and put it into 25 minutes. Cause it, yeah. I'm telling you coach, like it, it is fantastic. The yeah. stuff he has on attacking a, a two, three zone. And I'm also definitely going to attend the the FIBA three on three. Yeah. A friend of mine is, is one of the top, he's called a master instructor with FIBA three on three. So he's a consultant. He'll go to like Uruguay and train their Olympic team no on way. three on three better, you know, like scout. Wow. Okay. When you play Lithuania, here's the things that they do. So he travels around the world and teaches FIBA three on three. That we incorporate it with with our camps, a lot of our camps, some of the rules with, with FIBA. And so I'm very interested to hear Coach Flynn and see, you know, mm -hmm. how he starts to translate that into five on five. Every coach, uh, I don't know who's speaking at the same time. I'm glad I'm not uh, <laughs> because I'm giving him a lot of a lot yeah. of gas on this. Yeah. I'm sure the other one is fantastic, too. But just that That's one that, that's going to be like uh, a, a big time. Uh, episode uh, and uh, great, great as well. So uh, coach, this was fantastic. Last plug, tell us where we can find you, where we can register about the clinic. If, if we can get a chance to attend. Yeah. Uh, KenGeorgeBasketball.com. I think it's pretty easy. Once you get there, uh, you click, they're both on there. The flyers are on there and uh, you can register and pay right there. There are, there are group prices, um, you know, bring your whole staff. Uh, so yeah, KenGeorgeBasketball.com. And then yeah, you'll, it'll be right there for you. Yeah. And if any of our Coaches Edge members are, are listening, I'm heading up. Some of our other Coaches Edge members are heading up. Uh, might even the, the night prior and, and hang out that, that night prior. So if that's one of you guys, uh, feel free to hit me up and we can coordinate some some additional kind of fun uh, bonding time uh, as well. So Coach George, thanks a lot. Um, I'll, I'll 
put this up on Twitter. So our coaches edge members, they can also, uh, and any of our followers, they can find the link and, and access uh, how to register that as well. Thanks for listening. Coach George, appreciate you. Get after it today. All right. See you guys.